Section two of the Underground Railroad, part four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry. The Underground Railroad, part four, by William Still. Section two. Arrival from New Market, 1858, Elijah Shaw. This article reported himself as having been deprived of his liberty by Dr. Ephraim Bell of Baltimore County, Maryland. He had no fault to find with the doctor, however. On the contrary, he spoke of him as a very clever and nice man, as much so as anybody need to live with. But of his wife he could not speak so favorably. Indeed, he described her as the most tyrannical woman. Said Elijah, she would make a practice of wrapping the broomstick around the heads of either men, women, or children when she got raised, which was pretty often. But she never wrapped me, for I wouldn't stand it. I shouldn't have fared any better than the rest if I hadn't been resolute. I declared over and over again to her that I would scald her with the tea kettle if she ever took the broomstick to me, and I meant it. She took good care to keep the broomstick from about my head. She was as mischievous and stingy as she could live, wouldn't give enough to eat or wear. These facts, and many more, were elicited from Elijah, when in a calm state of mind, and when feeling much elated with the idea that his efforts in casting off the yoke were met with favor by the committee, and that the accommodations and privileges on the road were so much greater than he had ever dreamed of such luck on the road was indeed a matter of wonder and delight to passengers generally they were delighted to find that the committee received them and forwarded them on without money and without price elijah was capable of realizing the worth of such friendship he was a young man twenty-three years of age spare made yellow complexion of quick motion and decidedly collected in his bearing in short he was a man well adapted to make a good british subject arrival from virginia eighteen fifty eight mary frances melvin eliza henderson and nancy grantham mary frances hailed from norfolk she had been in servitude under mrs chapman a widow lady against whom she had no complaint to make indeed she testified that her mistress was very kind although fully allied to slavery she said that she left not on account of bad treatment but simply because she wanted her freedom her calling as a slave had been that of a dressmaker and house servant mary frances was about twenty-three years of age of mixed blood refined in her manners and somewhat cultivated eliza henderson who happened at the station at the same time that frances was on hand escaped from richmond she was twenty-eight years of age, medium size, quite dark color, and of pleasant countenance. Eliza alleged that one William Waverton had been wronging her by keeping her downtrodden and withholding her hire. Also that this same Waverton had, on a late occasion, brought his fist violently against her jaws, which visitation, however kindly intended by her chivalrous master, produced such an unfavorable impression on the mind of Eliza that she at once determined not to yield submission to him a day longer than she could find an underground railroad conductor who would take her north. The blow that she had thus received made her almost frantic. She had, however, thought seriously on the question of her rights before this outrage. 
in waverton's household eliza had become a fixture as it were especially with regard to his children she had won their affections completely and she was under the impression that in some instances their influence had saved her from severe punishment and for them she manifested kindly feelings in speaking of her mistress she said that she was only tolerable it would be useless to attempt a description of the great satisfaction and delight evinced by eliza on reaching the committee in philadelphia nancy grantham also fled from near richmond and was fortunate in that she escaped from the prison house at the age of nineteen she possessed a countenance peculiarly mild and was good-looking and interesting and although evidently a slave her father belonged strictly to the white man's party for she was fully half white she was moved to escape simply to shun her master's evil designs his brutal purposes were only frustrated by the utmost resolution this chivalric gentleman was a husband the father of nine children and the owner of three hundred slaves he belonged to a family bearing the name of christian and was said to be an m d he was an old man but very cruel to all his slaves it was said that nancy's sister was the object of his lust but she resisted and the result was that she was sold to new orleans the auction block was not the only punishment she was called upon to endure for her fidelity to her womanhood for resistance to her master but before being sold she was cruelly scourged nancy's sorrows first commenced in alabama five years previous to her escape she was brought from a cotton plantation in alabama where she had been accustomed to toil in the cotton field in comparing and contrasting the usages of slaveholders in the two states in which she had served she said she had seen more flogging under old christian than she had been accustomed to see in alabama yet she concluded that she could hardly tell which state was the worst her cup had been full and very bitter in both states nancy said the very day before i escaped i was required to go to his her master's bedchamber to keep the flies off of him as he lay sick or pretended to be so notwithstanding in talking with me he said he was coming to my pallet that night and with an oath he declared if i made a noise he would cut my throat i told him i would not be there accordingly he did go to my room but i had gone for shelter to another room at this his wrath waxed terrible next morning i was called to account for getting out of his way and i was beaten awfully this outrage moved nancy to a death struggle for her freedom and she succeeded by dressing herself in male attire after her harrowing story was told with so much eagerness and intelligence she was asked as to the treatment she had received at the hand of mrs christian her mistress in relation to her nancy said mrs christian was afraid of him master if it hadn't been for that i think she would have been clever but i was often threatened by her and once she undertook to beat me but i could not stand it i had to resist and she got the worst of it that time all that may now be added is that the number of young slave girls shamefully exposed to the bare lust of their masters as nancy was truly was legion nancy was but one of the number who resisted influences apparently overpowering all honor is due to her name and memory she was brought away secreted on a boat but the record is silent as to which one of the two or three underground railroad captains who at that time occasionally brought passengers helped her to escape 
it was hard to be definite concerning minor matters while absorbed in the painful reflections that her tale of suffering had naturally awakened if one had arisen from the dead the horrors of slavery could scarcely have been more vividly pictured but in the multitude of travellers coming under the notice of the committee nancy's story was soon forgotten and new and marvellous narratives were told of others who had shared the same bitter cup who had escaped from the same hell of slavery who had panted for the same freedom and won the same prize End of section two.